Mark Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency. With your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure, it's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host today, Ryan Treasure. Jeff Spinard is out and about. You know, he's the CEO of Voice America, so he's out there trying to take over the world, bring new projects and enterprise into the company. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be seeing him uh shortly on some other interviews that we'll be doing as part of our uh, 2019 interview lineup. You know, one thing I think, uh, as we all kind of think about, you know, living a fulfilled life and, you know, wanting to be happy and and joyful and come together as a human unit and just kind of have bliss, you know, I think, you know, that's something that everybody's always chasing, looking for, you know, wanting to find and, you know, so I figured, you know, let's let's bring somebody on who we can who can really talk about, you know, being happy and, you know, uh, uh, really tapping into your spiritual energy and, you know, figuring out, you know, how to wake that that, you know, wake that energy up and, and, and bring everybody together, you know, uh, as a highly sensitive child with deep intuition and expanded perception, uh, our next guest experienced major emotional pain and fear and the need to control in order to bring love back, all while feeling farther. When she was 19 years old, she experienced a spiritual awakening that triggered her into a state of love and joy and sent her on a mission to help others liberate themselves from the world's illusion of pain, repression, aggression, and disconnection. And as you guys all know, in this age that we live in now, everybody is connected. Everybody's got a phone in their hand. We got a computer in our backpack and, you know, everything is just so interconnected and, and, and all of that. But at the same time, we're still disconnected. And in the middle of her powerful journey of freedom through arch, you know, she uses movement, dance and uh, art ceremonies to liberate herself and create a deeper connection to spirit, the earth and her intuition. Tragedy struck her young family, and uh, she experienced profound pain, even questioning her will to live. But she made the decision to enter radical self-love and healing, and soon began to, began to experience deep, unconditional love, massive flows of life energy, and renewed trust. Now she's on a renewed mission as an orgasmic freedom coach and mentor to guide others to tap into their own life force energy to bring the planet together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Nicole Mapu to the show. Nicole, thank you so much for joining Finding Your Frequency. Thank you so much uh, for the introduction and the invitation to come here and share. Oh yeah, you're very welcome. And you know, like I like I kind of started out in the beginning, you know, uh, you know, people are so connected but so disconnected and you know, there's this rat race kind of, you know, happening, you know, all the time people, you know, running to work and running home and trying to figure out work-life balance and you know, all of those kind of things and you know, sometimes you just got to kind of stop and smell the roses and uh, you know, I think that uh, there's some stuff I want to talk to you about today. Yeah, you're so right and all that. Um, 
I was just thinking about this when I was waiting for you, to, when I thought I was waiting for you to show up, and um, I was just thinking about that, like how connected and how much amazing, powerful technology and, and, and amazingness we're doing, but at the same time, we're forgetting to connect with our, our, our essence, like our core, right. core essence. Well, Nicole, let's let's take it back just a little bit. You know, um, you know, as as your bio states, you know, you're a highly sensitive child with this deep intuition and, you know, had this fantastic perception, you know, um, when you were going through your journey in life and, you know, you you came to this conclusion of, you know what? It's time to experience this deep, unconditional love, you know, shift this energy and, you know, go on this mission uh, as an orgasmic freedom coach. You know, where did that come from? Where did you find your frequency, your passion to, you know, to follow that portion of your life? Mm-hmm. Well, so there's two parts to to my my path and my mission and committing to this calling. First one is like a, like you were saying, I always had this understanding that there was something deeper, something bigger that 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 love was there for all of us available, and then there was a, a ridiculous amount of suffering and disconnection. But I couldn't, I didn't have the tools. So when I was 19 and I had this miraculous experience, which was uh, through a rainbow. It was like a, you know, touched by God experience. And it shifted me into a state of love and, and like unconditional love. And it took me completely out of fear is when I committed. Cause it was like, what the heck was that? You know, I've experienced 19 years of my life of like just this, this struggling of like, how do I make this work for the world? And I was just, put into joy, like instant joy. So that's when I would commit. Uh, I was like, okay, I have to figure this out and I have to to help other people reconnect with with love because so we're all love. And, where, where, and instant. where did you find that joy? Where, where did you find that, you know, inside? Because I think, you know, a lot of people, they, you know, have this facade on the exterior of, you know, being who they are and, you know, you have you know, other people's perception of you, but your perception of self, you know, really requires, you know, to have a positive perception of self, to really have that self love and find that light, you know, how, how did, how did you, how did you deep dive into your own, uh, into your own existence to extract that for your better purpose? Yeah. So like I said, in the first part, it was kind of like a miracle. I was just like put in that state. So it was, it was beautiful. But then in the second part of my life, it was I was taken into this journey of slowly disconnecting back into the need for approval and the state that you're describing you know that most of the people are in and like external approval and and questioning and all this nonsense and so what happened is that I've learned with the the family crisis that I had and like eventually losing my family and kind of like destroying all of this like advancement that I've done in my life um, into joy and, and, and like pure love and like getting myself back into a space of holy shit, I'm in despair. I don't want to leave anymore. Like this is too painful. The, the, the key element it's been, and it is absolutely accepting all those stuff that we don't like that we run away from. So the, the emotions are not so nice, for example, the, the sadness, the anger, um, 
you know, the the thoughts that could be destroyed, the, the uh, self-destructive thoughts and the jealousy, all the things that we want to pretend that we're not proud of, that we don't like, to completely embrace them as part of what it was at the moment for me and unconditionally love that part of my being. So um, it was it was an, an act of radical self-love. Like, okay, I'm responsible for this. I screwed up. I've, I've kind of taken myself back into struggle and I've, I've abandoned myself and I've, you know, ended up in an abusive relationship and and became abusive myself in, cer- in certain ways. And then I was like, I have to completely, completely, completely accept and love myself and what life is presenting to me at this moment. Right, because, you I mean, you have people that are, you know, that, that have, you know, good parts of who they are and bad parts about who they are and... and you know, I guess in order to move forward and, and really, you know, be a help to humanity or even to yourself, you've got to, you know, deep dive into your own self and acknowledge those things that are good and bad and love yourself for all of that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that that is just such a key element because so many and, and myself, like I spend most of my life just being a of the anger I was feeling you know anger that I was feeling because we're so disconnected as a kid I was like just angry that that the world you know hurts each other that people hurt each other that they can't see their beauty that you know so I, but that anger wasn't it wasn't accepted because we don't accept these things and we don't accept children to express their emotional frustration because this world is it's a, it's a trip when you we arrive here we come from source right and then <laughs> yeah. we get yeah, and it's like all this, like we have to deal with this physical body. We have to deal with like the fear and and just like human things. But and but it, it's been so it starts so young too, you know. Like I have a five year old daughter, and I I even see stuff within her as she's just kind of battling, you know, acceptance with you know making new friends and acceptance of herself, and you know. S- she's coming into her own, you know, self-realization of who she is as a human being, you know, a, a little, a little human, nonetheless, still yeah. a human being, but you know, yeah. all of these things that we experience as adults really start when we're so young and we start, you know, being affected by those at a very young age. And, and it's, it's a, yeah. t- it's a tough thing to deal with. Absolutely. And that's the, per- that's the part that we're missing because we look at children and we think, oh, well, they don't have nothing to worry about, so they should just be happy. And they, we really think that there's like no struggle for them. So when they're experiencing this, you know, discovering what being a human is and, and trying to integrate it, the frustration the, and the, the sadness and the anger tends to be um, punished or distracted or... Uh, you know, co- talked out of it, and because we we're very uncomfortable with that side, like the dark side, to say, or the, the uncomfortable emotions, the strong emotions, let's say. And so then we learn progressively to just shut them off, shut them off, shut them off, shut them off, and and then we learn to not appreciate those sides of ourselves. There's so much shaming of those emotions, um, and then in the work that I do with orgasmic freedom and sexual liberation is also like the shaming of, which is not what I experienced because my parents are really, really open with this, but collectively it's like shaming about the body, you know, like the exploration, like little children are touching 
themselves all the time and they're putting things in their mouth because they're really trying to explore the world and that like very intuitive exploration of like how does it look when something breaks you know wow okay this is fascinating and we don't allow for those things to happen so then we start creating this progressive um, disapproval of that part that wants to experience destruction and that wants to understand anger and for that we need to live it so the process of liberation and to, uh, for us to be able to actually feel compassion for, for ourselves and for the world and, and feel the oneness, it really requires to integrate that element, that aspect that for most of the humans have been completely repressed. You know, yeah. that like those emotions that you're, what, you're, you're seeing on your five-year-old, like you say. Yeah, and and it does, and I and I, I catch myself even as a parent. You know, you know, you, you talk about those things. You know, like sexual exploration. You know, breaking things. You know, all those things. You know, um, as a father, you know, I, and I. It took me. It took me a little while to start to get to understand this, and I actually, my wife actually helped me with that. You know, and and you know, I'm like, why does my why does she keep you know doing touching this or whatever you know, and and and, and I'm like, hey, stop that. You don't need to be doing that. And then, and then my wife, you know, she kind of pulls me aside and she says, you know. Uh, you have to, we have to allow her to do that. So she, so she can understand who she is. This is her, you yeah. know, uh, figuring out tangibly, you know, where she fits with herself. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I understand that, you know, as much as it still weirds me out as a father, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll just go in the other room, you know, and then yeah. it just, you know, to, just to allow, you know, her that time, because and for me, it is, it's awkward. I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to see this, you know, not like, not like it's, you uh, know, it, not like it's a teenager doing something similar to that, right. Which would be a, a, much, a much more progressive thing. But yeah, I mean, even those small things, it's, you know, uh, something I guess that you have to kind of let your kid grow. And it's hard for it's hard for an adult, right? Especially myself. I've been programmed that way my whole life. And so, you know, when I'm dealing with that as a parent, sometimes, right, you got to take a step back and think about, well, am I am I preaching something because it's learned behavior that I learned over the course of many years of being programmed for this or um or is this something that I need to allow to happen and occur naturally because it is natural and it is right and it is real and it is the way things are supposed to develop? Uh, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the challenge for us uh, adults because we have been programmed already. Um, and it's like, you know, it's, I have a, I have a therapist, I have a therapist, I have coaches. I like, I love maintaining myself super accountable <laughs> with my development and, we were talking about this yesterday, um, you know, how some people want to tell you how to raise your children. And I raise my children to be like super free and wild. And obviously that triggers so many people because it's uncomfortable, like we're saying. So I'm not, I don't try to make them be polite and nice children. I just allow them to be. Um, obviously, sometimes I run out of patience and, and I have my own programming that comes. Um, but but I, I was kind of conversating with him about how much how much people are still trying to say, you know, it's just so, so wrong. And so he's like, you know, you got to understand it's been 7,000 years of this programming. So the work that we need to do, like we need to, we know that we need to do a big work for us to liberate ourselves and be compassionate as parents too, to know that, okay, when I have a reaction, um, this is the programming coming that it's been passed down for so many generations. So to, to just like you say, do whatever you need to do 
to remove yourself and do and deal with what's coming out for yourself. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because I think, you know, it's it's hard. I mean, and I think about this, too, as, as a parent. Right. Um, I want my child to to grow up in a manner where, you know, she is free to be herself. She's free to express her emotions. But at the same time, you know, we all have to live in a society regardless of, you know, whether we like it or not. This world's not going to change tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Uh, as a whole. I mean, we can do our smart, our small part, you know, for ourselves and our families to try to, you know, progressively make change over time. But there's still, you know, all these other other people that, you know, we have to integrate with and, and, and deal with. And so as much as I agree with your statement on, you know, hey, I, I just let my children be. I try to let my child be, too. But I also don't want her to be a little asshole either. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I totally get that. And you know, you, so that's my so that's I, I my question. Like, How do you ride that line? You know, of you know, I want to provide you know parenting structure uh, without it without inhibiting uh, growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna you know stay up front. I'm definitely not the expert on um, how to have it all figured out with the children. But uh, if, if there was an expert, we'd have a manual to read, right? We wouldn't even have to have this conversation. Right. But I have a. I have a four-year-old and a five and uh yeah four year and a half five and a half oh see we're talking the same language then because mine's five exactly. i hear you <laughs> yeah so they're both very wild boys and so um what i've learned is that there's there's they're actually super smart beings you know like i've known this since a little bit but i just continue to discover how smart they are so when I'm I'm noticing that I'm feeling triggered and I'm concerned about what other people are gonna think, then they're actually more um, with my children in particular. They're more provocative. They're like, "Oh yeah, you care what they think? Then let me just show you." <laughs> you know, so it can actually become way more difficult. And I notice that if I just when I'm out in the world, um, that if I surround myself with people that are are sensitive towards children that they actually can actually see them and look at them and like and talk they actually behave so well like if somebody needs to talk to me for example they they come and straight talk to me while i'm interacting with my children they will like start fighting they will become absolutely wild but if the person comes and looks at them and say you know i have to talk to your mommy for a little bit and engages and and connects with them then they're like okay go for it you know no. Well, yeah, so I, mean, I, that, I think that's the way with any person, whether you're a child or an adult. I mean, if you come into, you know, uh, 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 what do I want to say? Like uh, if you come into uh, a group of people, right, um, and, you know, you all, all of a sudden are like, hey, I'm talking to this person and you're ignoring the other person completely. I don't care whether you're an adult or a child. Right. You know, you're like, I need. Uh, hello. Do you not yeah. see? Do you not see me I, over here? I'd like a little validation that I exist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I honestly, I've noticed that a lot of the times that kids are out and about and they're and they're being little brats. It's because they're actually feeling like they're being treated, like the world is being, is being brought to them. And so one of the things that I particularly started doing with my kids, you know, I just flew um, to them. So I have to be in an airport. There's rules. There's, you know, we're in, in a flight. There's definitely things that I need to control. And so I noticed that playfulness and straight up talk to them works really good. So yeah. if I'm, if we have to stand in a place where we need to be quiet and, 
and there's like certain rules, I just said, you know, I whisper in the ears. I'm like, you know what? Grown-up people are quite boring, and they're and they're they have all these rules, and it's it's really frustrating to be honest. It's not meant and designed for you as a little kid because I know you're impatient, but that's just how it is. And then they'll be like, oh, I know there's so many rules, and they they play the role like being nice, yeah. kind of when once it's been acknowledged, yeah, you know. I th- and I think that's a big difference between you know like that style of parenting, and which I I wholeheartedly agree with. I mean, I, I treat my five year old like she's a little adult, you know. Um, mm. You know, we I, I you know when she's crying or she's upset, I'm like, hey, let's sit down, let's talk about this. Why are you frustrated? What's the matter with you? Why are you expressing these emotions? Okay, how are we going to deal this? Okay, great, let's deal with this. Okay, let's put it in a box and move on. You know, and yeah. and I think the same thing goes with you know like the expected behaviors when you're you know out in public. You know, for 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 instance, like you want to go to church. Well, church requires uh, some sort of reverence at some point, uh, right? Yeah. Where where you're going to, you know, on Sunday, whatever whatever your 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 church is, right? Whatever that is, you know, you could be a maybe your church is going to NASCAR on Sunday, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But at some point, when you're you know doing things like that, it requires you know, like I said, some of that reverence, and you know, I think going into that, know how giving your child an expectation, moving into it, like. Hey, you know, we're we're uh, we're pulling in the parking lot of uh, this place where we're going to have to spend a little bit of time being quiet and listening. So, you know, and I tell my daughter all the time, I'm like, how, how good are your listening skills? And she'll be like, oh, they're OK. Or oh, I had a hard time with that at school this week. My teacher told me I needed to be quiet a lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and so then I'll, I'll, again, it's uh, you get into play because I, I've learned this a long time ago. My kid, she literally learns the best by playing whatever it is. And so we'll say, hey, you know, what? let's go in here and let's let's practice our listening skills can we practice that let's show show me how good you can be at these listening skills yeah yeah exactly it's like you, we can entice them into maybe behaviors that are required at moments that would facilitate the what's happening in the environment by getting them involved into this play and like i said it, it requires for us to be honored and to be in a good mood and to be creative as parents yeah um so how do you and, and, how do you use, you know, movement, dance and arts, you know, like uh, you have some of this in your bio. How do you how do you leverage those, you know, those things to connect to spirit and and and, and also, uh, you know, use those to also help with with kids and, and, and that as well? Yeah. So uh, movement uh, was like the key element for me to really tap into discovering who I am and who I was and the connection with spirit because what happens is when you go, one one of the biggest issues, let's say, that we have as human beings is that we all have the ability to connect with oneness and God directly uh, and spirit or the soulless or the universe, however you call it. But our minds, we're, we're predominantly in our minds and we're trying to figure out the world and we're trying to figure out our problems and our relationships and everything from our mind. And so I, I spent like 19 years when I was a kid, I was very like just trying to like rationalize everything and understand everything. But then eventually when I started dropping into my body and I would just go into the raves um, or they were like celebrations of nature, solstice and full moons, like really hippie stuff. <laughs> but I would just spend the whole, whole night listening to the music, listening to the drums, and just, I, at first I wouldn't even move. I would just start noticing how my body was feeling and how much 
when I dance before, it would come out of movements that were coming out of my mind. I'm going to do this step. I'm going to do that thing. And it was just, it was coming from an external place. But when I started dropping in and you guide, I guide, this is what I do with my, with my students. I, I just allow them to, um, and I guide you into this process of just, just being in your body for a second. Start breathing and then noticing what's bugging you. If there's something itchy, you know, you just kind of just be there. And then you start noticing that your body naturally wants to start moving at some point, you know? And so from that space, then you, as you go deeper into uh, and allow the movement to come from inside, so from your breath, from your heartbeat or uh, you know, sometimes it could be super subtle and there's almost no movement, but there's a lot of things happening inside, you know, like you're breathing and you're finding a rhythm in how you inhale and how you exhale and how your belly moves in and how it moves out. And it's different than yoga because yoga is it's very like stillness and control in a way. Yeah, I was going to say controlled. Yeah. <laughs> it's allowing. Yeah. So this is like, it's allowing for it to flow and to just follow the flow of your body at each moment until you can be, you know, through doing this, I realized I could dance six, seven hours and I would get into the states of like heightened awareness where I knew I was like wildly dancing. I was, I would do like five spins in a row and then land on my feet. And I, I'd never been trained as a dancer. I had no idea how to spin. And if I, then I try to do it as, um, from my mind, I could not. I couldn't do one spin without falling. But when I was in that space, my the abilities that my body would have were like superpowers. And I didn't even understand how this would happen. So what happens is like as we go deep into our body, we disconnect from our mind and then we have a stronger ability to – it's like – our body connects through our body, dropping into our body, dropping into our cells, dropping into like the wild element, the animal element of ourselves, the one that is like in this physical earth, then we have access to connect with spirit. Then you start, uh, you're able to shift vibrational. For example, if you're very angry, if you're upset, if you're feeling depressed, if you're caught up on this drama in your mind and you just go and dance and, and completely let go, you'll find yourself having huge revelations and, and feeling an extremely excruciated sense of love. Or sometimes you'll end up a song, let's say, or you'll stop and you'll start grieving, like you'll start crying because you unlock certain uh, emotions that were stored in your body that were in your way, and then you'll get more clarity. So so is, is that through through the motion and, and, and through those movements and dance, uh, you know, uh, those are those are some ways where you can kind of help liberate yourself from yourself. Uh, I, I, right. I, I call that uh, it's the liberation of the light. Right. It, it liberates and lets that light shine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you if you think about it for a second, all of the traditional cultures um, would have this practices and their ceremonies and their celebrations and and you know all the the medicine women and medicine people would would move their body and they would get into trance yeah. in their body 
Yeah, I live in right. the I, I live in the Southwest uh, in in Phoenix, and so I have uh, several good friends of mine that are uh, part of the Navajo Nation. Uh, you know, they're uh, Native Americans here, and I've been to some of their ceremonies. Uh, you know, where movement is a huge component to you know their religious ceremonies, and you know, uh, uh, dancing around the fire with certain chants that they have to you know uh, to to bring up different spirits and uh, animal spirits. And and different things and and um it, it is you know uh for me right i'm programmed in a specific way um however when i when i had attended you know one of those uh one of those events the the spiritual feeling of connectedness that i had to you know my friends his, their family their culture um at the time that i experienced it was one of the most amazing things that i've ever got to experience and uh you know it, it, it was definitely uh, it, it was mind altering for me, uh, you know, and it's not. It, and, you know, I know people you hear about Native Americans. No, they weren't eating like peyote or, you know, any of that, any of that kind of stuff. It was just, you know, people surrounded by other people drawing off of each other's energy. And it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Like, I know that the powers uh, of the Aboriginal from North America and, uh, it, yeah, I've I've witnessed a few of them, and and one of the more this is what I've personally experienced it myself, with where, but then seeing a whole culture connect that way, right? Where you're dancing, you're moving, and that's what happens when you see them. They're like going, they will be bouncing in a way, and and the drum is all improvised. It's happening in the moment. It's not something choreographed, you know. And then yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't have. They didn't have band practice. <laughs> exactly, they don't have band practice, and so they're all like. The drum stops, and you can see the dancers stop instantly at the second. Like the connectivity be- between the musicians and like the drummers, and then it's they're one, and you can see they're one. And when you go into those spaces and you, through your body, experience that you knew, like your body knew that the music and the rhythm and the beat was gonna change before you could even make any sense of it. Right. Then you you feel that connection with God. You feel that connection with the universe and and the states that it brings you to. It's like Wow. Yeah, what, you know, just- what an awesome thing for our listeners to you know understand and 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 hear that story of connection and uh, you know if if you guys are you know tuning into the live broadcast right now and you're a little bit late, we're talking to uh, Nicole uh, Mapu and she's been talking to us about her mission uh, as an orgasmic freedom coach and mentor to guide others to tap into their life force energy and bring the planet together. Nicole, I want to thank you so much for uh, for joining us today and you know before yeah. before we end the interview. Uh, uh, let our listeners know, like, where do they go online to, you know, just, you know, if, if, if one's like, you know what, I need to start my energy mission. I need to reconnect. Uh, I need to disconnect to reconnect, uh, you mm-hmm. know, those types of things. Number one, where would somebody go to get started? And number two, how do they get in contact with you? Um, if they go to uh, my website right now, orgasmicfreedom.com. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook as at Nicole Mapu. That's if you want to have a conversation with me. If you go into orgasmicfreedom.com, sorry, um, then you can reg- basically you can register and stay in contact with me through email. And you can send me an email through um, orgasmic. Actually, it's Nicole Mapu that Freedom Birth Revolution is also my email. Awesome. Uh, Freedom Birth Revolution. Yeah. I love it. That's great. 
Freedom of Birth Revolution, that all came from all of this path took me into realizing I could birth my children on my own. Like the level of liberation you can experience from connecting to your body, it's beyond words. You know, it's something that you definitely want to experience firsthand. And I yeah. recommend it to everybody. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Nicole. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicole Mapu, uh, go check out the website, orgasmicfreedom.com. And of course, if you guys are listening, you can uh, hear us on all of the uh, different podcast major platforms, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. I uh, want to thank Nicole for joining us. And please go check out our website, findingafrequency.net. Go check out Nicole's website. Again, that's orgasmicfreedom.com. Nicole, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having this beautiful show. Yeah, listeners, thanks for tuning in to Finding Your Frequency. And we'll be back with some more fantastic interviews right here on Finding Your Frequency.